This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship on Salvationist Radio. I'm Bethany Gibson from Territorial Headquarters. Now, if you listen to this live on Sunday morning, Salvationists across the Territory will be gathering in Croydon in South London and online to witness and celebrate the commissioning and ordination of the Reflectors of Holiness. It's part of Together 23. We're delighted that Cadet Karen Barber, perhaps now known as Lieutenant Karen Barber, has recorded today's Bible message for us. Let's take some time to pause and bring the reflectors of holiness to God. Dear Lord, we pray for Rachel Abbott, Patsy Atwood, Rachel Baker, Karen and Adam Barber, Isabel Flanagan, Matt Griffiths, John and Debs Hampton, Jacqueline Littlewood, John and Teresa Raffin, Hannah Stannard, Hannah and Stuart Turnbull, Amanda Whitcomb, Dear Lord, as they take up their new appointments, as they move home, may your presence go with them. Fill them with your holiness so they shine for you into the communities and contexts you have placed them. Amen. We're now going to hear a testimony from Cadet Stuart Turnbull, who is preparing to start his first appointment, which will be as a Corps Officer at Worcester Corps, along with his wife Hannah. You can read more cadet testimonies in this week's Salvationist magazine, which is dated the 15th of July. Hello, my name's Stuart Turnbull and I am a second year cadet here at William Booth College. Yes, like many others who have got to this point, their journey involves many series and times of saying the word yes. But saying yes and then going along with the consequences of that yes can be two different things. A yes to a party invitation will only take you so far. You still need to actually attend that party. For me, the first of my yeses came at a summer school when I was 15 years old. I have been attending the Salvation Army since birth, including having two dedications myself. Yet it was the yes when I was 15 to accept and recognise this sanctifying work of Christ for my life which changed me. It was another summer school two years later where I felt God calling me to do a gap year programme for the Salvation Army and a further yes as I felt the call to become a senior soldier. It was also at this time where the idea of officership came to me for the first time. It would be a further yes to explore this call in the years ahead which ended in a no or perhaps better to say a not yet. Whether I saw this at the time or not I'm unsure but looking back it was these moments which developed my faith further more yeses followed in terms of I do's in wedding vows and moving around the country which led me to an evening in prayer in 2016 where God called me using words from Matthew 28 to say yes to being a territorial envoy 
It was the willingness to explore this call and subsequent ministry in Shrewsbury which led to the prompting of officership once more. Yet, this time there was a no, although not from myself. I was happy to explore the prompting to officership, but Hannah, my wife, was not yet ready to do so. But again, through prayer, conversations and the ordination and commissioning service of the Messengers of the Kingdom session, which included Hannah's sister and brother-in-law, led to this next yes. A yes that brought us into the Reflectors of Holiness session. A yes which moved our family from Shropshire to London. A yes which has meant countless hours of poring over scripture, books, articles, you name it, and time spent in fellowship with other cadets and placements, deepening my relationship with Christ further and reaffirming all the yes moments in my life to date. Yet there is one more yes moment to come during my officer training, and that of Covenant Day, and a yes which I am convicted to make and uphold in my future ministry. I look forward to my future appointment with Hannah to Worcester, and we look forward to what God has in store for us there. But as I finish today, I need to recognise that this journey was possible due to being willing to say yes in these moments in life, not knowing where they would lead. No doubt many others are hearing these same calls as I did. Would I go back and say yes to them all again? Yes. Around the Salvation Army world, each group of cadets who are trained together are given a sessional name. This shapes and reflects something of their group identity. Over the years, we've had some great names. The Warrior Session, the Bravehearts, the Blood and Fire Session. This year, I'm privileged to be commissioned as part of the Reflectors of Holiness Session, and I thought it would be helpful to consider the concept of holiness and what that means to me. Holiness is a concept that is often mentioned, but hardly Sorry, <laughs> holiness is a concept that is often mentioned but really hard to measure or understand. Aside from God, the word holy is used to refer to a number of things in the Bible. The holy temple, which we see in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16 to 17. A holy nation, which we see in 1 Peter 2, verse 9. The holy mountain, which we read about in Psalm 99, verse 3 and a holy people, which we see in Deuteronomy 14, verse 2. The Sabbath is described as holy, but various objects are also described as holy. Growing up, I thought being holy was about not doing certain thin things. But lots of things described in the Bible as holy aren't able to make bad choices. What then does it mean to be holy? The Bible paints quite a few pictures of what this is about. Today, we're going to look at three of them. The first way the Bible describes holiness is as being set apart. This is a dimension that many of us may be familiar with. 2 Timothy 2 verse 21 says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonourable, he will be a vessel for honourable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. The idea of being set apart is especially profound when we talk about God. God seems to be the pinnacle of being set apart. 
He is the one self-existent and self-sufficient being in all the universe. By necessity, he is set apart from his creation. Therefore, no one is like him. God and the Bible affirms this over and over again. But this set-apartness isn't simply about a separateness. 2 Timothy tells us that holiness is about being set aside for a special purpose. Timothy is describing a dish that has an honourable use. It's set apart, ready to be the thing that it was made for. It's set apart, ready to live up to its purpose. And that's the first dimension we need to consider when we think about holiness. Are we set apart, ready to be used by God? Are our lives dedicated and devoted to God's purposes and for his glory? But this is not a complete definition of holiness. When the angels proclaim in Isaiah 6 verses 2 to 3 that God is holy, 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 they are not simply saying set apart, set apart, set apart. I believe they are saying much more than that. This leads us on to our next point in the biblical definition of holiness. Holiness refers to the most beautiful and deep purity of God, perfect in love and all that is good. God is completely holy and it means he's completely pure and sinless. And the same God who is without sin calls us to consider the sinfulness in our lives too. Timothy says that to be an honourable vessel set apart for the work of God, we must first be cleansed from what is dishonourable. There's something about things which are dishonourable, which stop us or hinder us from being completely available to God. It's difficult in our culture to talk about sin, but if you really stop and think about it, it's obvious that there are things that we do to ourselves and others which go against God's purity and which stops us from being most fully the people we were created to be. If we lie, if we gossip, if we cut corners, if we cheat, if we mistreat the poor and the powerless, if we have lustful thoughts and actions, then we're not going to be effective in displaying God's glory to the world. Our session are called the reflectors of holiness, but a mirror that is smudged and dirty isn't going to do a good job of reflecting God's holiness to the world. I wonder what the areas are in your life that you want God to help clean up. This leads me on to my final point of holiness. When the Bible labels something as holy, that thing is set apart and it's pure, but it is also devoted to something. Timothy goes on to say that a vessel which has been cleansed of that which is dishonourable and which is set apart is ready for every good work. A holy person is devoted to do the good works of God. Living a life of holiness isn't about being separate from the world, but about getting involved in the world, working for good and participating in the mission of God. We see this so clearly in the person of Jesus, who is so holy, but doesn't withdraw from the world, but rather gets involved in it. 
We see in Jesus someone who is so devoted to the world, who cares so much about it, that he's willing to die a very unholy death on a cross in order to defeat and destroy all that is unholy, all that hurts and hinders humanity. There is a great story in the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verses 29 to 35, where we see that Moses has an intimate experience with God, and the effect was that his face began to shine. He radiated the glory of God, and when we encounter the Holy God intimately, we can't help but shine either. When we become intimate with God, we radiate his glory. We become light in the dark and something about us changes. Not only are we more joyful and happy, we become conformed to the image of God in Christ. We become holy because he is holy. When we encounter God intimately and do so on a regular basis, through his word, in worship, through teaching and church, we become shining lights ourselves. We start to reflect God. As a cadet in my final year at William Booth College, and as part of the Reflector of Holiness session, this is what I aspire to. I want to reflect God's love in my life, his holiness and his character, so that I can bring others into a genuine, loving relationship with my Father God. Therefore, I am constantly checking my character. If we keep the light of God's truth and love shining brightly in our lives, it will impact the darkness around us. As I prepare to be appointed to our first corps in July this year, I do so with excitement, apprehension and a real sense of God's peace. I truly believe that God has gone before my husband, our two boys and myself, and I am excited to see how God is going to use us as a family and as individuals for his kingdom purposes. I can't wait to join in with his mission in our new community. I pray that through God's holiness, he will continue to mould me into his image and that I will truly reflect him in all I do. When we are in line with God, we are spotlights in a dark world. I wonder how your light is shining today. How are you reflecting God's image where you are? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, sometimes our lives seem like we are stumbling around in the dark, scrambling for the light switch. Lord, would you let your light shine through our lives? through our actions, our words, and our deeds. Would you shine through my life as a reflector of holiness? Help us to shine brightly for you in this world. Help us to reflect your love to all those we meet. We ask this in and through your name. Amen.
But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. God is holy and all of creation, including you, is charged with the holiness of God. In fact, we are all a reflection of God's glory. Lord, help us to see you reflected in us today. We offer you all that we do this day as an act of worship to you. Amen. Thank you for joining us in worship today. And our love and prayers go to Lieutenant Karen and all of the Reflectors of Holiness. Remember, you can catch up with all of the activity from Together23 on salvationist.org.uk forward slash together. God bless.